What is going on, everybody? This is Millie. You may know me from um, 2 Millie 23 on TikTok, which no longer exists because I recently got banned. Isn't that fun? Lovely. I feel very terrible because my audience just saw me disappear out of nowhere, and I told them that I ain't coming back to that shit. <laughs> like, just to get banned again. Like, I hate building the platform that I did just for it to be wiped out of existence. But who knows, you know? Like, I might actually end up starting it again because the following is what never mattered to me. Um, so one day I will come back. I'm just, for the time being, I'm just trying to occupy myself because I have so many thoughts in my head. I don't own a freaking camera, so I can't go to YouTube and make these lengthy videos. So I figured why not do my project here and just make episodes and episodes and episodes and do that, right? <laughs> well. Hopefully, if this actually does go public and people do listen to it, uh, hi, welcome. Uh, I may be very calm right now. That's because I'm a little bit, you know, not too happy-dappy right now. But trust me, I could get aggressive and I could get controversials. And I will offend you no matter what side of whatever spectrum you are on. <laughs> you know, straight, gay, non-binary, politically left or right, centrist, libertarian. And I, I offend everybody because I think for myself and I don't contribute to an audience people that contribute to audiences just blindly follow me but that whatever that's their choice they like what i say <laughs> well welcome <laughs> i am very stuttery and ummy right now this is the first episode hopefully you guys will enjoy what i have in store for you right now during this uh, podcast episode so let's begin i would love to talk about some issues that I've noticed reoccurring, some things that I've had in the back of my mind, but I just can't say, especially when you have a platform like TikTok or Snapchat, when you only got like 10 to 60 seconds to talk about. <laughs> and I don't know how to use YouTube either. So let's talk about this. And why not start off with pride? Because it's almost over, thank goodness. Oh, you see that already? I pissed off people out. There's the unfollow button. <laughs> Um, so pride, first of all, I never understood the concept of pride. I don't understand why people are proud to be what they are born as because didn't like, you know, black people and other people of color, gay people like fight this entire time because they want, um, to be treated as such or treated as equals. Um, you know, they, they're fighting for that, but yet since when was being born your skin color like something worth prideful for. Well, actually, to reiterate that, why is it that when people are trying to convince racist people, I was born this way, like I didn't choose to be black, I didn't choose to be this, yet nobody chooses to be born this way. I didn't choose to have fucking ginormous titties, but I still got them, right? Like, well, I wasn't born with, but I ended up having the genetic makeup for it, I guess, but... And, but why are you so prideful for it? This isn't being born the way you are. It's not an accomplishment. You know, there, there's nothing <laughs> about you being black, white, Asian, gay, straight. There's nothing prideful for that. You were born that way. <laughs> you didn't accomplish anything by being that skin color. I guess with black people, it's like a little bit of a different story because at once upon a time, they were not treated as people. Gay people, on the other hand, were always people to begin with. And the only time gays were ever discriminated against is if they were black. Okay. I know I was all over the place with that, but I don't script these things. 
So um, now that we've kind of got my idea of what Pride is, let's get into my issue with uh, the Pride Month. Now, this is a topic that I have always kind of kept in my head. And when I saw the everything just kind of grow with LGBT, like it's just started becoming just a little bit bonkers to me. My first question is, is that why are trans people part of LGBT? Have y'all ever thought about that? Because they talk about being proud of your sexuality and all that crap, right? But transgender is not a sexuality. It's not a sexual preference. It's an identity crisis. You know, lesbian, gay, bi, pan, whatever. Um, Actually, pan wouldn't even exist if it weren't for trans people or non-binary people, now that I think about it. Um... But yeah, and then now I see that the gay flag is different. Like they have the pink and light blue and then they have brown and white shirt. Now that's another thing I'm confused. Like why are black lives or why are brown people of color people, you know, and just so you know, I'm not a white person. I just sound like one, I suppose. That's what my Latino family calls it. Anyways, but why do they have that in a flag that's all about identity? See, I'm just mind boggled. Like skin color and racial issues are very different when we talk about these things in debates so I don't know why it's even part of that I mean I'll tell you this the founder of that black lives black lives matter movement they shoved themselves into that because considering that the founders of BLM are three black feminist lesbians (laughs) so it was only inevitable right (laughs) anywho um So now that we also have my perspective on the flag and and just you see the way I question things, I now want to talk about an issue in the trans community because being trans has nothing to do with being gay. So I just want to separate that. (sighs) Okay, this is the real, the real thing. Now I need y'all to really think about this. I need y'all to ask yourselves this question. And if you're one of those bigoted people that like just be like, oh, well, I'm not calling a trans woman a she because it's a he, I don't give a fuck. Like just I'm all about respect, so like, whatever, right? Sorry, rant. Non-binary people. Can somebody tell me what the fuck that is? I mean, I know what it is because the TV um, and everybody on TikTok seems to tell me what the hell it is. And it's, you're telling us to not use language the way we do like here's what what, what's mind-boggling to me especially if you're a person if you're a non-english speaker or if you were a native non non non-english speaker you know if you uh let's say if you were mexican or you're any of the latin america descent we have masculine and feminine um not pronouns but i mean i guess technically everything's pronoun like everything we have masculine feminine terms and that's just how our languages are and even in some other countries probably do it as well i personally don't know how to speak any other language other than what i can learn from spanish because i'm latina but i don't understand why these americans and that's the thing it's you it's pretty much americans all these fucking weirdos from different parts of the world coming out as non-binary i bet you that some of them are probably from like a third world country where they'll kill you for even just being gay so you just want to go full-on fruit fly on them (laughs) to piss them off because you live in america now that might be bigoted i don't know but yeah non-binary people they want they demand pronouns of they them z and zer which sounds so strange to me 
so strange. I feel like the English language is like the only language that can even do that. Sorry guys, I'm a little bit under the weather. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why they're doing this. And get this. Now, this actually stems from a real problem in the trans community, um, and that actually does a humongous disservice to real life trans people, trans men, trans women, because the original concept of trans was treated medically. You know, they they had gender dysphoria, they had a lot of therapy, and they checked for consistencies in their psychology or in their mentality to make sure that transitioning would be the best option for them. And that is literally why we have kids who um, transition at a young age, why they're successful and not regretting their transition. Given that most of them are still young now, it's just that there's a lot of successful trans stories, which is, is fantastic. You know, like do whatever you can to make yourself feel happy, right? But now this whole weird, like uh, everybody's a bigot, everybody's a racist, everybody's a transphobe came about. Like we have trans people, not trans, not trans people, excuse me. We have these people, these self-entitled, spoiled idiots that want to be relevant so bad, telling doctors that they're transphobic. We got people telling doctors that they're fat phobic, like doctors, people who study in the field of medicine, who pretty much know the whole cold, hard truth. <laughs> and you know they are so stubborn to force the doctor to call them by she or by he and then <laughs> you have a trans woman coming into the doctor's office and you know they're calling you sir at first glance and they're like I'm a she you bigot and you're like okay ma'am you have prostate cancer oh! <laughs> It's just uh, crazy. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm literally going everywhere. There's just so many issues that I just want to talk all at once here because I just can't. Ah! Anywho, but with, with trans... So there's that, right? And it does... Like I said, this does a huge disservice to the trans community because we talked about kids transitioning and being successful. That's because it was treated medically. Now it's more social. People who are not trans or people who don't suffer from gender dysphoria are going to plastic surgeons to ask for bottom surgery, ask for breast implants, ask for facial jaw surgery to make themselves look gender neutral. Like what the fuck does that even mean, right? Um, or they want breast implants or something like that. And doctors don't feel comfortable because it's like, uh, the, the problem is, is that these doctors, what they witnessed, obviously they go through, um, the, you know, they have made successful trans, um, uh, people, you know, look and feel good, but they've also dealt with trans people who have actually regretted their surgeries. And that's something that the um, community does not talk about people who seriously regret transitioning now these people and when you listen to their stories they they fell for the concept of it but because it wasn't treated as such and because the, the, the psychology was all over the place or simply because they transitioned super young and by the time they got older they started regretting and then they tried to transition and the problem is and the reason why this is so serious the reason why this is such a big deal and I think the trans community the trans community try to, I think, I hope, or I don't know, they invent a non-binary so people don't have to transition or don't have to go through surgery. I don't know. But 
um, they don't, what makes it really, really intense is that these people who go through transitions and then they regret their transition is that they have already done permanent long-term effects to their bodies. And that just sucks. Like there's certain trans, um, people out there or uh, former trans people out there that still, um, that transition to a, uh, a boy and their biggest regret now is that they've altered their body so much that their voice is still deep. They are trying to be a woman again, but their voice is really deep. So it, it creates a whole crisis and I feel really bad. And then you have people like that YouTuber, Blur White. Love her to death. He'll love her to bits and pieces. She has made an effort throughout her transition to make herself look like a passable uh, female. You know, it's really, uh, it's not really any of our business. It's not really within our care to know whether or not she was born male or whatever. But when you look at Blair at first sight, socially, we would accept her as a female. And that's the goal with trans. Trans people want to transition so they can, you know, be, uh, so not only will their dysphoria go away and their symptoms get better because they look and they, they look like a woman. And then if they're being called on the street woman and being referred to as she and all that, it makes it makes their dysphoria kind of just like neutral, sad. There's no depression and all that because that's the purpose of doing it. It's the only treatment for gender dysphoria to transition, right? So she did all this part to look passable. And that's why society deems her as a she. Now imagine how triggering your dysphoria is going to be when people are asking you, what are your fucking pronouns? It's like, you mean to tell me that this chick paid like $10,000 to get boobs and to get ass or not, not the ass to get boobs, that hair, that jaw, that everything just for you to ask. Cause you don't, you know, you're not, you're not sure. It's like, come on y'all. Everybody of, the, of this generation talking about this, they, them bullshit. Like you were all, you were all born traditionally male or female boy, boy or girl. You were raised that way and you chose to be not. And you chose to not be or whatever the case, right? I can only imagine how triggering it is to see someone who works so hard, someone who has really intense gender dysphoria, they've been medically diagnosed, they got the surgeries to fulfill their needs, and they're happy living their lives just for some random weirdo going up to them saying, what's your pronouns? What's your pronouns? Bro, we even got regular, normal, straight people putting their pronouns because they just want to pander so fucking bad. It's, It's terrible. And I can only picture, like, just how not helpful they are doing to their own communities. And I'm not even a part of it. I mean, I I guess I'm an ally. I don't know, because uh, my boyfriend happens to be pansexual, but to each his own, I guess. Okay, so transitioning, no pun intended, out of that. Let's see. I mean, we could talk about... Well, I mean, let's talk about the altercation I had, uh, because this is also a serious subject that I would, I am very passionate about because I always advocate for, um, you know, male victims not being suppressed because unfortunately society, and even though women are trying to literally tell people they're victims of the patriarchy and all this feminist bullshit (laughs) when the court, society, everybody favors women over the men. 
And that's a fact. People, you, you just can't deny that. So uh, when it comes to trans people, there's also a huge thing. That, to me, this is a huge red flag in, in Pride, and I wish they wouldn't be so blinded to it. I wish they would listen for once. But that is hookups, having sex with somebody. Now look, what's the point of calling yourself proud to be trans and having, you know, this, these positive reinforcements saying that, oh, I'm proud, I'm trans, I'm trans and proud, trans and proud, but yet you won't tell the guy that you're sleeping with that you're trans. Can you tell me in what world does that make any fucking sense? Can, can, can anybody tell me that? There are numerous people on YouTube and on TikTok who'll be telling me things like, um, Oh, he didn't know I was trans. Or you see, they have public episodes on YouTube that they didn't know I was trans. He didn't know I was trans. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my. Can I just say how stupid these people are for talking about these in public? Because what if the guy you fucked watches your YouTube video and finds out you're trans through there? And you're still talking to him, still hitting him up. That motherfucker's gonna come and beat you up or even worse, kill you. Do. Do trans people not care about their fucking lives? (laughs) See, I was just defending normal trans people, men to women, women to men, right? I was just defending y'all. Because it's just like, how can you be allies with these non-binary people when they don't even care about you and your pronouns? They want to ask. Putting you in a huge stage of confusion. Now, with that being said, sometimes trans people, they just take it so far that reality just gets out of their head. Part of this whole validation from society to accept you as a woman is also, of course, successfully sleeping with a straight man. Now, this whole concept of super straight came about because of situations like trans people sleeping with straight guys and straight guys finding out that they're trans and they don't like them anymore. I mean, y'all realize that, that that kind of shit wouldn't be, wouldn't even come about had y'all not call straight people bigoted and had y'all been honest with people that you're sleeping with. It's like, you would expect, like if I was sleeping with a guy, I would love to trust him that he does not have an STD. I mean, it's still a risk when I'm going in that, but the difference lies in between, do they even know? Like this is the thing with, with STDs, it's like sometimes the person who has it doesn't even know that they had it. So, you know, it's kind of like a there, but if someone purposely had fucking like chlamydia or HIV and shit, I would want them to tell me before sleeping with them because they deceive me and deception is a form of rape. So it's like, oh, (laughs) and now trans people are triggered because it's like, oh my God, you are victim shaming, victim shaming. I'm like, what do you mean victim shaming? The guy you're sleeping with is the fucking victim. (laughs) Now... It's it's very mind-boggling to me because, look, there, there's a success, well, a, a trans woman um, that the world was shocked was trans people like Nikki Tutorials. She's the prime example of, if it really is nobody's business to know that you're trans, why the fuck do you have a whole public Instagram? Why do you have a public page talking about you being trans? Like, you don't realize, like, how much that increases your danger. Because if you're someone who's an influencer, someone who has a big following, and you talk about being trans, your transition issues, or whatever the fuck, right? And let's just say the guy you're sleeping with finds your page. But he finds out through your page and not through your own mouth before having sex with them. 
Like, this was a situation that could have been 100% prevented had you tell the person you were trans before even meeting them. Because it takes that one psycho to talk to you, or it takes that one psycho to talk to you, find out that you're trans, and then go completely ape shit. The whole male psychology with with guys or whatever, it, it just sucks. Even though, even though, <laughs> even though the see, I'm I'm trying to figure out a way how not to offensively put this, but even though you want validation so bad from them, you'll never get that. To a guy, you are going to be a guy if you're a trans woman. Like to a man, you're gonna be a man. It doesn't, it doesn't matter like what you call yourself. A guy just won't sleep with you, especially if you did not get bottom surgery, he's going to get furious. You know, a guy with a dick is expecting vagina when he gets in there and he sees that there's not, or there's some weird cavity in there that might be a vagina and it's not, they don't want that shit. Especially like if you're trying to date somebody, a guy who's dating you, if they're the right kind of guy, they eventually want to get married, have kids, and make sure you're the right, perfect woman for them, right? If you're a woman who's not capable of having children, why would you keep that from them? Like for me, if I was infertile, I would want to let my partner know that that I'm literally not capable of having children, and it will be up to them if they want to stay. You know, it's it's life. And you know, that's why the more honesty you put out there in your relationship, the more honesty you put out there in people that you need, are going to get close with, the more likely you're going to see stuff. Like Trent Shelton says, true colors reveal when shit gets real. So the more honesty you put out there, the more that you put out, put the truth out first, see how they act and you will find out whether or not they're the right ones for you. You can't just hide and just say, well, I'm, I've always been a woman inside and it does not matter, sweetie. It does not matter. According to the person you're sleeping with, you, you are what they think you are. You can't control other people's thoughts. You really can't. And it's kind of sad to see that there's so many trans people that kill, like, and I hate it when people argue with me saying, well, they got killed for just being trans. Well, no, they got killed because the person you, you fucked did not know you were trans and you lied to them. It is very, very disappointing to see that kind of shit. And I don't want trans people to die. I don't want people getting killed, but there's ways to prevent these things. And especially if you're trans, like, you know, you guys have a chance to escape. A lot of people who get murdered and get killed, who get raped, a lot of them don't get that chance to prevent it. You know, unless they chose a completely different course, a completely different direction. But that's kind of like the thought of the universe there. But for trans, you literally have a choice. You know, you can either lie to them and wait for them to find out, especially if you're a public figure, or you could just be honest with them to begin with. Because if you're going to call straight people transphobic, why are you sleeping with transphobic people? Why do you want to have sex? Like, why are you trying to have sex with transphobic people? Worst of all, how is it that you know that you're trans and you know the person you're sleeping with is not going to like you had you told them that you were trans and then you go and sleep with them anyway just for what? So you can get off? Is that why? It's, it's pretty intense and that's pretty fucked up.
Okay. So that's um, my first podcast and this is my first attempt at this whole thing. I really hope that you guys enjoyed um, what I had here today. This was just some stuff I really had in my head and on TikTok I would only have had 60 seconds, excuse me. It's it's pretty it's pretty nice being able to talk about these things and do that. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know if I'm going to edit this, but I'm going to have to Yeah, I'm going to have to see what I can do here because I know I did a lot of stuttering. There are lots of pauses and moments of silence, but I'm just going to have to accept that. I'm just going to have to accept that. Well, uh, if you guys want to follow me on anything, my Instagram is the number two, M-I-L period L-Y, two milli and then 23, the number 23. Um, my YouTube channel is Young Awareness, but I don't, I don't post on that. I'm probably going to change that soon. I don't know what to call this podcast. I'm just going to just record shit and upload it probably. Uh, but anywho, this first episode is kind of short, but I really hope you guys, um, enjoyed that while I'm pretending to talk to an audience and, uh, I'll be back with more episodes, more topics, cause this is the closest thing I'll ever get to a George Carlin like stage. Right. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for watching and I'll see y'all on the next one. Okay. Bye-bye.